Welcome to Double Fries No Slot. It is Monday evening. It's game week. We had our regular episode last night. If you haven't checked that out, go do so. We are joined for a pop-up episode by Coach Duggs of Barstool Sports, the official Coach Duggs, um, fan, one of the greatest coaches that, that has ever truly lived. But um, we celebrate a lot of great coaches here. So we appreciate you for taking some time and hanging out with us tonight. Excited to chat with you about your experience, Coach Duggs, your Florida State Seminoles, um, our Florida State Seminoles. Uh, for those that don't know, we'll kind of get into some of your background and, and, and personal life and things like that. And so myself, TJ Pinger, Richie Barnes, and then Coach Duggs. How are you doing tonight, Coach? I'm, I'm, I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, we uh, – when Richie – I don't know. You either sent out a tweet. I mean, Double Fries, No Slaw, obviously Guthrie's. We'll talk about it in a minute. But you sent out a tweet about Guthrie's, and I I think Richie may have slid in your DMs. We were tweeting at you. We were like, all right, let's make this happen. And so ever since, like, he told me that, you know, like, there aren't many – and I probably talk about just BSing you on this, but, like, there aren't many people where I'm like, oh, okay, that's, you know, like, whatever. It's just another interview. Like, we've interviewed Heisman Trophy winners, National Ch- Super Bowl champions, you know, like – you know, not to our horn. When he told me we were getting you, I was like, "All right, this is a big deal." <laughs> I was like, well, I, I appreciate really that." Coach Tugs, like, this is absurd. Yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, I don't know that I freaked out this much. We got Brad Johnson on, so um, <laughs> we'll get started. So this is how we this is how we kind of start every show. So we'll ask you about it. Uh, double fries, no slaw. I mean, tell us, uh, tell us about your Guthrie's. Uh, your relationship with Guthrie's, if, if you order the coleslaw, what, how you go, when you go, like what, what's your situation here? Yeah, that's a, no, it's a standard, standard order at Guthrie's, uh, get the gut, get the, I, I personally, I've, I've, I don't know whether I was just, you know, it was a little late at night or not, but I always remember calling it the gut box. Maybe that was just because it's a little too late at night. Um, I, I know a lot of people call it the gut box, um, but it is just the standard order, double fries, no slaw. If 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 it's a little late at night, I will order an extra piece of toast as well. Um, but that's just a standard order at Guthrie's. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you and you can't go wrong, right? A late night, or you know, we had a Sam Moore who does another Florida State podcast. He said he actually does Guthrie's for his base beforehand, uh, before he goes out drinking, which I, nice. I thought was a little odd, but it makes sense, right? But man, the, the reason we want to get you on here, obviously, you know, last. Uh, March, April, whenever the, the, these months just blend together at this yeah. point. Um, but sports just came to an end, right? Florida State fans, we were very upset. I was extremely upset as a huge Florida State basketball fan. The NCAA tournament was canceled. Then all the PGA events were canceled and sports just came to a halt. The NBA said, no, we're taking a stop. MLB. And then uh, Big Cat over at Barstool Sports from uh, Pardon My Take podcast started streaming NCAA football and he created a coach coach Gus Duggerton. He started at Toledo, I believe. Yep. Um, and, and it was just the coolest thing. Cause we would all, you know, and any stoolies, so to speak, would just sit at home and, and pull it up on our smart TVs and just watch it because this is the closest we have to normal sports. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and then as a Florida state, then it was really cool because he took, he left the head coach job there. I think it was offensive quarter head coach, whatever yeah. it was, took the offensive coordinator job at Florida state. And I was all in at that point. Like, man, I get to watch Florida state. I know it's not real and everything. And then, uh, one morning I wake up and it's just wild. The the barstool internet is going nuts because someone who looks exactly like Big Cat's created coach, uh, Coach Doug's posted a picture saying something like, you know, identity theft is not a joke. 
and it just blew up from there. Uh, just talk about that tweet. When you sent it, did you realize how big that tweet would be and what it would become? And uh, we're just the overall experience of seeing Big Cat retweet you. It, it, you know, the guy has a million followers. It, it's and how you ended up here now. Yeah, absolutely. And so I was, you know, I was just along with everyone else for the ride um, when it came down. Everybody remembers Rudy Gobert in that interview, you know, and it's, I feel bad for him in the sense that, you know, he was touching all the microphones and everything, trying to make a joke about it and everything. I, as a, like, you know, someone who did comedy, I understand, like, I felt bad for him. Like, yeah, I get the idea of like trying to make, you know, light of something. Um, but if that, as soon as, as soon as that happened and the sports pretty much got shut down, uh, Big Cat decided to buy an Xbox uh, 360 and he bought NCAA 14, which was, I think at the time, you know, six or seven years old. Uh, they hadn't made a new one yet. And he just decided, hey, like there aren't any other sports going on. This is going to be sports. I'm going to play it. I'm going to stream it. Um, and Toledo did a really good job that the guy who runs the Mac social media did a really good job. And they actually got involved and, you know, tweeted out and said, hey, you know, nothing else is going on. Like this is officially this is real now. Um, and and Big Cat took it over. I mean, I, it's, that's just that's a barstool effect. That's a Big Cat effect. I don't know too many people that could, you know, that can handle that. But along with every, along with them doing that, everyone else went along with it. Um, you mentioned that, you know, Toledo was all about it, but FSU didn't really do much about it, which was a little upsetting, but that was when I hopped in. Um, I didn't know what to expect uh, when I saw, you know, Doug's in the FSU gear. I thought that that's me on game day, you know, like that's, that's, that's <laughs> me. Um, so I actually, I went to Walmart, I bought a headset I set up my diploma and uh, an FSU picture I have of Renegade, uh, Ren uh, you know, Osceola on Renegade. And I, you know, pretty much just took a picture in my game day gear. And I said, identity theft isn't a joke. Um, I took a sleeping pill that night. Uh, it was the first night I took it. And I didn't wake up until like one o'clock in the afternoon, like the next day. And so I just wake up to, you know, hundreds of text messages and, you know, the, the tweet went viral. Big Cat retweeted it, which is what I was hoping for. Um, I was hoping he might see it and possibly get a retweet from Big Cat. I mean, that was at that moment, that would have been the best thing that ever happened to me as far on social media is like, oh, wow, I got a retweet from Big Cat. Uh, but it just took off from there. I was only two and a half hours. I'm, I'm in Jacksonville. I'm only two and a half hours from Tallahassee. So, uh, you know, once Doug's was leaving FSU, I said, hey, I'll drive over and get some going away pictures. Uh, so I, you know, drove to Tallahassee, got me some pictures of myself, like coming out of Doke and, uh, you know, hanging outside Bullwinkles one last time. Actually, I think the the owner of Bullwinkles actually let me in to Bullwinkles. Uh, there's nobody else in there, of course. Uh, so, yeah, I took some pictures and and uh, once he went, he went to USC from there and uh, Southern California. They their social media took it off and they said, Hey, welcome our new co-offensive coordinator, Gus Duggerton. And it just, it blew up from there. Once the universities actually got into it, that brought the local news stations into it. And everybody pretty much said, Hey, nothing else is going on sports wise. We kind of all need this. Let's go with it. And it, it just took off from there. Richie, you're on mute. This is we do this every other day. But. <laughs> So, Coach, it was wild uh, watching in real time. Like you mentioned, USC, how the USC official football account put out a tweet, said, welcome, Coach Duggs. And, man, it, Florida State fans have been upset with our social media team for years, I feel like. I feel like if it had happened this year, they would have been on top of it and really included you because I've seen a lot of improvement. 
but you, you touched on it a little bit, just having USC do that. And then obviously coach Doug's for those that don't know the story, he goes back to Toledo, wins a national title. Uh, they city of Toledo says you're getting the keys to the city. So who gets the keys? Is it you or big cat? That, that's the oh, question. I that's, and so I, it, it's definitely big cat. Uh, that's they they wanted us to come out last season, but you know, it was kind of still a, even with the, the new, even with the season after it, it was still kind of like half capacity and it wasn't really, you know, um, it wasn't the perfect time. So I think this, this season, we're definitely going to get out there. Like I said, the universities got into it. Also local politicians got into it. So the mayor of Toledo, told Big Cat when he came back to Toledo, he said, hey, listen, if you win us a national title, I'm going to give you the key to the city. And he won a national title. So um, Big Cat, Big Cat, hopefully I'll be, I'll be there in attendance as well. But uh, I believe some uh, sometime this year, this football season, uh, you will see Big Cat, hopefully me as well, in Toledo. Uh, and Big Cat will be receiving the key to the city in Toledo. I'm hoping they give us two. I'm hoping Big Cat gets one. And I hope they give us a second one to put in the – there's a casino – um, outside there as well. So I'm hoping they'll put it in there as well. So we, uh, I want to get into more of how um, this has kind of changed your life, right? And and talk more about that. But you were saying you were hopeful to get to Toledo. Uh, many people may not know this, but you you are a Florida State Seminole. Um, oh, yeah. Are you coming to, first of all, we're throwing a tailgate for for the uh, for the Notre Dame game with the podcast and we have some coaches and folks there from FSU, we'd love to have you. But are you coming to any games this year in, in Tallahassee? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I graduated in 2012. Uh, I was both my parents uh, graduated from Florida State. My older sister, her name might still be on uh, on the board there in the in the Tully gym. Uh, she was a diver, like all ACC uh, diver oh, awesome. for FSU. Um, yeah. And so I was I was born in July and I was going to games in September in, in 88. That's pretty much we, we took my, you know, parents are golden chiefs. We, that's a fall, fall tradition is driving two and a half hours to Tallahassee every Saturday for a game. Um, and of course that was like a 10 year stretch. I don't, I don't think I saw the, I don't think I saw FSU lose at home, you know, until I was like 11 years old. Um, but yeah, so I will definitely be coming back to some games. Um, and uh, I don't know, I think it's been, yeah, it's already been announced. So uh, Frank, uh, the tank and I, if you're familiar with Barstool Sports, Frank, uh, is another great character. He's a Notre Dame fan, and uh, he will be flying down to Jacksonville, and then we're going to be driving over Tallahassee for the Notre Dame game. So I will be there this upcoming weekend for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, Guthrie's is sponsoring our tailgate. We'll be right outside the stadium. I'm giving away all the secrets now that I said that I wasn't going to say because I didn't want to be overrun with people. But anyway, you guys, you guys are welcome to come and get some fried chicken. I'm, 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 sure, I'm sure we'll stop. <laughs> it won't be any coleslaw at our tailgate. So yeah. Um, all right, I want to talk a little bit about how this has kind of changed your life. Tell people, we talked about this a little bit before on air. I work in staffing and hiring, and so this kind of blows my mind. But for those that don't know, tell tell people what you were doing before all this craziness took off and, you know, what you do now. So, again, how this yeah. has kind of like changed your life from a what you do kind of perspective. Yeah, so I, I got into uh, I got into finance uh, in around 2016, started working at Fidelity Investments. And then uh, later on, I was working for an international bank, uh, Deutsche Bank, doing anti-money laundering, you know, just basically looking at Excel files all day, uh, seeing, you know, try, trying to catch terrorists, right? You know, just making sure that uh, nobody's money uh, laundering money. I was doing that uh, for a little over a year um, at DB, but that was, I think I was probably about a few, six months into it when the, the whole Doug saga started and it was kind of my outlet, you know, I, I was doing stand-up comedy as well. That was kind of like uh, my, my passion. Uh, the, I was, I had the nine to five pretty much just for insurance reasons, uh, you know, just to have in, to have health insurance. 
I uh, never really enjoyed it, but you know, it was a job and it paid well. So, um, but when quarantine started, the comedy club, the comedy zone here in Jacksonville closed down. And so I didn't really have anything else to do. You know, it was, I was stuck at home just like everybody else. So Doug's really was an outlet for me as well. Um, you know, it kept me busy during the whole thing. And, um, let's see here. I started that in April, I think April or May is when the Doug's thing started. And I just did that. That was pretty much just like a side thing for me. I wasn't making any money on it or anything. I was just having fun. And I thought, Hey, at the end of this, you know, if I get hired or if I get some kind of opportunity at Barstool, that's awesome. If not, it's still an awesome story. Like, Hey, what did you do during, during, during quarantine? Like, Oh, I was coach Doug's, you know? Um, but thankfully, uh, there was a stock analyst at DB who was bad mouthing Pin uh, National, Pin Gaming. And so I just made a little video saying, you know, I'm putting my two weeks in. I can't work for a company that would disparage Dave Portnoy. And about 15 <laughs> minutes later, I got a tweet from Dave Portnoy saying I was hired. <laughs> Pretty absurd. And now you do, I mean, you just do the whole Coach Doug's thing, right? Like you've got your content yeah. that where can people, so I uh, certainly not to the uh, level of, of you know what big cat was doing but i've even streamed some like i, I had a goal i'm not going to get it done because we're not like selling my house and have a, i have two kids like three and one but anyway i uh i had started playing fsu schedule just on my mm-hmm. and streaming it and like i mean i don't even know what kind of numbers big cat was getting but like harlan our producer was like mad at me because i was getting like three and four thousand people to watch this thing like the views were absurd and yeah. so i can only imagine you know what what he his numbers yeah hundreds of thousands i i yeah i I think i want to say for like the first national title game that i I believe if i remember correctly we lost to virginia tech um was like one hundred fifty thousand. that's absurd (laughs) yeah the closest thing we had to sports you know yeah there there was nothing else going on and college football fans are so rabid right now that like i play umass on a tuesday night they're like yeah tj let me see what you're doing and i'm like (laughs) come on guys what what are, what are we doing here? But I mean, yeah. I, I tuned in and watch it too. So I, I really can't believe it. But what else? So for those that don't know, for those that maybe just were familiar with, with what you were doing with, with coach Doug's when the games were, were happening, what kind of content are you doing? Like what are, what can people, where can people find you? Where can they find what you're doing? What, what is it like focused on? I know Barstool can be like anything and everything. Talk to us a little bit about what yeah. you're doing now with them. Well, and, and that, is, and that is the thing. Barstool can be anything and everything. It's once you get there, it's, it's a, I don't know if it's a double-edged sword or not. I wouldn't, I don't know if I want to say sword, but it, it really is with Barstool. Like, Hey, like we hired you because we, we like you and we trust you that you're going to make good content here. Um, you're going to be entertaining in some kind of way. So go do what you want to do. Um, it's, it's very, you don't have any direction, which can be quite nerve wracking at times, especially coming from a, a nine to five. Um, but pretty much it's, it's whatever you want to do. Um, and so what I've been doing lately I've been playing mini golf with Frank the Tank. Um, I've been opening up sports cards. Uh, Frank and I actually just went to Chicago a couple weeks ago. They have the the national card show and convention there, and um, and so that's pretty much been my. I've I've kind of tagged along with Frank. Frank and I are doing a lot of stuff as far as like road trips and going to baseball games and playing mini golf and doing a bunch of stuff. Uh, but then I'm also doing the memorabilia. Um, it's kind of like um, antique road show, and especially with sports cards popping off here and like. 2017, they started really making a comeback and they've been, just been crazy the past couple of years. So that's kind of what I've been doing lately uh, with Barstool is, uh, you know, playing mini golf with Frank and doing sports cards collection, stuff like that. And um, I do plan on actually, I'm, I'm moving up to Hoboken or somewhere in Jersey 
uh, in the next few weeks or a month or so. And um, once you're in office, I mean, everything opens up for you there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you on these uh, the Barstool streams uh, regularly and, yeah. and see the these day competitions because I love what Barstool does. I mean, you've mentioned Portnoy. He's just a genius when it comes to content creation because who would thought people would want to see like a bunting competition in an office to get it closest to the corner? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, 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 but it's, it's like real life dundies. <laughs> like Matt, like, Jenga, like basically Portnoy just took what all of us degenerate, you know, mid 20 year olds do at Brunt empire, so to speak. Um, but looking at heading into the season, at, you know, obviously Notre Dame this week, you're coming. We're excited. TJ and I are both be there. Uh, what, just what are your thoughts to get another fan's perspective on Florida state uh, heading into the season? It sounds like it might be Jordan Travis. It could be McKenzie Milton. We're not sure, but we're excited to be back in a full stadium with Florida state. Um, just your thoughts on camp and expectations for the season. Cause we're all ready for it to be here. Yeah, I, well, and I, I think that's I think that's really where I stand right now. I'm like, I'm just ready for it to happen. It's like I'm, I just, I, I want to be in Doke. Like, I want to be in Doke. I want to see Osiel on Renegade running out. You know, I want to see the players coming out of the tunnel. I want to see the the garage opening up and the marching chiefs coming out. Like, that's, I, I, it, it almost, it almost sounds silly, but like, whatever happens after that, like, I, I'm just, I just want to be there for like the, the, the festivities and the pregame and like that, just, I just to be in that environment again with 83,000 other people uh, cheering on the Seminoles. I, as far as expectations for the season, I was talking to somebody about this a, a couple weeks ago. Like it's, it's kind of crazy to think, man, I hope we're good. Like I, it was for so long. I, I didn't think that, I mean, when I, when I was there 08 to 2012, um, it was kind of that, you know, same thing. I remember, I think we beat Maryland. Like we had to come back and beat Maryland um, in order to in order to get six wins in order to be bowl eligible. I want to say I want to say that was 20, 2011, 2012. So I remember being there for that, like those kind of games. Hopefully we're in a better situation than that. But I'm just I'm just ready for football. I'm ready for college football. I'm ready to be back in Doke. I'm ready for the whole experience and just get back to some level of normal on that side. I mean, I think that's where we've all kind of been over the last couple of years. Richie's internet went out. We had, hey, we had Antonio Cromartie on here. We also just like to have like conversations. We had Cromartie on here and he's got like, I'm not, I mean, to be pocket watching, but like dude's done pretty well, right? Like, and yeah. he had like the worst Wi Fi of anyone that we've ever had. So we're in the like chat right now. Like, Richie's got Krill Wi Fi right now. So yeah, yeah. there he is. He came back. No, I, mean, I think we're kind of the same spot, man. Like, we just, we just are ready to be back in Doke. Ready to be tailgating. I mean, I think for expectations for the season, we kind of talked about it last night. I mean, I think we'd consider six and six with a bowl win a, a victory, you know, like that'd yeah. be, be a positive. And that's a weird place for FSU fans to be. But at the same time, I mean, you got to take steps. You know, we, we had a panel on with a bunch of the FSU media guys a couple of weeks ago, and Brendan Snowden of Mills 247 quote quoted something that that Bobby used to say, and you have to you have to lose big and then you have to lose close and then you have to win close and then you can win big. And so you've got to yeah. You got to take that progression. I'll, I'll transition that to Bobby. I mean, you, you being a fan that, um, you know, has been a Florida state fan your whole life. I, I, I do like asking people this and I know it's, you know, there's a million things that can be said, but I like hearing other fans perspective on and thoughts around, you know, coach Bowden and, and really kind of what he meant to them personally. So that's a loaded question. I know you could probably talk for three hours on that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. talk just about, talk just about the go. No, no, absolutely. One, I, I think, especially you know, after his passing recently, uh, it came out like why people really appreciated him, and it was because of what he did. That you know, as far as off the field, 
on the field, obviously, you know, he's a legend and everything. Um, but the guys that came out and said, no, he like, he changed my life for the better. Like I'm a better man because of him. And, uh, so I think, I mean, that's really what I, what I take away. Um, you know, little, little jokes here and there. I, I'll never forget. I can't remember what game it was, but he was running to the locker room and uh, a reporter asked him, uh, you know, Hey, what, you know, what are you not doing well in the first half? Um, and he said, you know, the blocking, the offensive line has to keep block, you know, they have to block better. And she said, okay. And, you know, and what are you going to do in the second half? Like to really, and he, he, you know, to make, you know, to, to be better. And he said, block, we're going to block. We're b- blocking. <laughs> and it was just like, a, he was kind of like befuddled about it. Um, but that's, you know, him and him talking, you know, explaining the, uh, the punt ruski and, um, but just little, yeah, little things here and there, uh, the dead gummits, you know, just, uh, I'll, that's, I mean, that's a word I try and I, I try not to curse too much. Um, so I, I usually, if I'll tweet dead gummit, just, I'll use that word instead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, growing up, I mean, that was, he was Bobby Bowden, you know, he was, he was a living legend and everything. And, um, but it was, it was what he did off the field that really, uh, you know, it makes you think, wow, you know, like when my time comes, like, I hope I've made some kind of impact where people talk about that, where it's, it's not just, oh, he was a great football coach. It's like, wow, he really changed people's lives. And so like, that's, that's where I go to on it. Yeah. And I, I forget if it's the uh, Miami or Clemson, one of those Labor Day openers where Bobby's getting ready to do the halftime interview and he instead go turns to the ref. He's like, well, are, are they holding two or is it just us? And the ref's like, well, I've only seen you guys. He, and then he turns around. I think it was Aaron Andrews. He's like, well, they've called five on us, but none on them. I, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. It, it's just that kind of charm. Like, you know, Jimbo would have been like, F you, F that. What the hell are you doing? But Bobby, you know, he, he had kind of that little that charm to him that, that everybody loves so much. And I, I love hearing everybody's stories about how they became Florida state fans. You know, TJ's is different from mine. You kind of touched on it. Your parents were golden chiefs. You, you know, were born in July, went to Doak in September. Uh, what's that like though? Just being born into Florida state to where you had no choice. Like I, I was born yeah. here in Orlando. My dad liked Bobby a lot, but he wasn't really a Florida state or Florida fan or whatever. I just somehow gravitated towards Florida state because of Bobby and my dad's, you know, love for Bobby, but what's it like being born into a Florida state family to where you don't have a choice. Cause I, I'm sure if you had said, Hey, I, I want to go 45 minutes down the road to UF, your parents would not have been happy with that decision. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I, I asked them, I actually asked my parents about it later. Cause uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, Florida has this uh, right futures. Yeah. Well, so they have bright futures, but then there's also a program. Um, shoot. I can't think of the name of it right now, but Basically, you you know, parents can pay in when they're oh, when they're prepaid. Babies. Yeah, yeah. The prepaid, yeah. So yeah. I asked, I was I was probably a junior at FSU. I think my first junior year, I stayed on an extra year hoping for a national t- title, but I was still <laughs> I should have stayed on for two years and I would have got it. Um, but I asked my dad, I'm like, yeah, why did y'all why did y'all ever do Florida prepaid? And he just goes, oh, your mom didn't think you're going to go to college. And he just walked away <laughs> and walked like, Mark, what do you see? And I'm, you know, and I and I still don't know if it could have been true and a joke or my day. It could just been a joke. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, that was I. Uh, I yeah, I was born into it. Both both parents and everything. But um, and it was. I, yeah, it's. I I feel like it might be the same thing as if you know I was born Italian or something, or if I was you know born Italian in New Jersey. I just like it's like a normal thing for me. Uh, I, I feel like almost like Florida State football is kind of my culture. You know, I don't I don't know if that's a, a thing or not, um, but it was just that's like my everyday life was Florida State, um, especially growing up in Jacksonville. I think probably half the population, if not more of, of Jacksonville is Florida Gator fans. 
Uh, not that they actually went to Florida. I know a lot, a lot of them uh, didn't actually attend Florida, but just because of the proximity, a lot of Gator fans. Um, and so it was, it wasn't a, you know, a normal, uh, it wasn't, you know, I wasn't one of everyone in Jacksonville, uh, but yeah, just grown into it. I, I feel like it would have been the same thing as if I was an Italian in Jersey or Long Island or something. I, I don't know. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. I, I think it's so, I'm glad that you're a Noel, right? I mean, we need, we need more of us, right? And, um, but it, you know, it's cool that, you know, they went to FSU, you were close. I, I mean, your story is incredible, like how, how it's all kind of worked out. We appreciate you taking time. Last thing I have, and then, you know, we've got one more segment. We'll, we'll wrap up, just kind of a quick pop-up show. We had a bunch of questions. People are saying, come to the Champions Club. I saw you trying to get Florida State to give you a couple of tickets the other day. Other people asking, are you going to be in the bleachers? I mean, yeah, he answered that, that they would be at the game. But uh, how has this – so we talked about how this has kind of changed your work life. Um what do your friends and family think about this? Like you talked about, you talked about yeah. your dad. Like, God, oh, what do you think you were going to college? I'm sure he didn't think you were going to be like <laughs> internet famous either. Yeah, yeah, it, no, yeah, exactly. Finance uh, yeah. job to work for Barstool. I love it. Yeah, yeah well, that's <laughs> thing. So, yeah, uh, my friends are all about it and everything. I have a like the the I have a group chat with a bunch of my fraternity brothers, and it, they actually the name of the group chat was wherever I went, they would change the name to you know, oh Tennessee Dugs, and now now it's hired Dugs. It's been hired dogs since since, uh, since Dave hired me, but uh, uh, yeah, my, my friends are all about everything. It's one of those things, uh, you know. It, as far as where like as my, where my mind goes, this kind of thing is kind of like winning the lottery, where it's like it's you might know somebody that wins the lottery, but it's never you. You know, it's never you. So that's why it's it's kind of still odd for me. It's like I am I'm the guy. Like I'm you know when people talk about dogs, like oh it's like that was that was me. It still doesn't kind of feel real. I, it hasn't really hit me yet. Um, so that's my, so it's, it's not, all my friends are very supportive and everything. And, uh, there's, they're happy to see me happy. And, and, you know, obviously they're excited. Like, Oh, I know somebody that works at Barstool. Like how many people can say that? So they're pretty cool about that. Uh, my family, I don't, they, they don't, they don't get it at all. They don't understand. Uh, they're very supportive though. So they're like, Hey, we, you know, my mom's still, I talked to her a week ago. She's like, I don't know what you do, but it, you know, if you're having fun and you're happy, like, you know, good for you. And I, you know, she asked me, she goes, well, what do you do for him? I say, well, I play putt putt and I open sports card. <laughs> and she's like, no, I know that's what you do, but what do they want you to do? And I'm like, play Video putt putt and open yeah. sports card, you know? And, and she's like, it was, it was kind of like that Frodo meme. Like, all right, keep your secrets. You know, like she, she thinks I'm holding back this information from her. And I'm like, and that's something that I found uh, just uh, older people in general, like uh, they're, they're the idea of someone becoming famous or popular or whatnot, or getting a following, I should say off of an internet meme it still doesn't really relate. So where yeah. where young people are like, oh yeah, obviously that's a normal thing. Um, so that that's where my family is on it. Just like we don't really know what it is, but we're happy that you're happy. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, my um, we are Richie and I are nowhere near <laughs> what you've done. But my family does not understand what I well, like my wife and kids do. But like my family is like, so you just get on and talk every Sunday? Like you just what do you? <laughs> this pot, like, what do you talk about? And I was like, yeah. oh, it's, you know, FSU. And they're like, what? You know, like, what? You? <laughs> like, yeah. So I, I mean, so I could only imagine, you know, if you multiplied that by, you know, your hundred thousand followers or whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever there is out there. Um, man, we appreciate you so much for coming on and chatting with us. Um, again, open, I mean, you got Richie, Richie's got your info there and mm -hmm. you're more than welcome to come by on Sunday, man. We're excited for it for yeah. sure. Um, 
just excited to be back in Doak. So, exactly. Um, uh, okay, somebody just texted me this. I got one more. Sorry, I lied. Do, no worries. Do you do you play in NCAA? Do you? Uh, so I, I did actually. I was I was the EA rep at FSU my senior year. Um, so EA had a college marketing program, and so I was putting on you know. Uh, not it wasn't uh, we had NCAA and stuff, uh, but yeah. So I was I was a big video game player um, in college. I don't play as often as I used to, um, you know, with job and everything. But uh, it's yeah. it's not my my main hobby. But yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a big big college football video game fan as well, and I'm I'm excited. Uh, I I can't say uh, for sure whether EA has reached out to me or not. Um, but uh, <laughs> you know, in 2023 or you know whenever they they make their next one. You know who knows? Maybe you, I don't think you'll see Doug's on the front cover, but you know <laughs> maybe knows? on the back. I you know you never know. Uh, and that would you know it's it's just one of those things uh, where I think that would be a nice little homage to you know to that time. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for them to bring back the uh, to bring back that uh, that dang, that video game. Richie's right, got one, but yeah. Uh, yeah, like if if I'm debating bringing my now that you said that, I'm debating bringing my Xbox up to the tailgate. So. We'll just, <laughs> It might be too hot yeah. to even think up there, but so, right, so I, yeah. I, I that's hilarious to me that you just said you were the EA rep. So I actually knew the EA rep when I was in school from 2006 to 2010. Uh, his name was Frank. I don't know if you know him. You probably were right behind him. Yeah. But but I went to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. They had an NCAA tournament. I went there and I won the tournament and got a free game. And I got to know the guy. And uh, I don't know if he's listening or not, but it's been long enough. He was kind of lazy, right? Because you had to get a certain amount of pictures right at your events mm-hmm. to, to show yep. it off. So what we made a deal that every new EA video game he got, no matter what it was, every title release, I'm like, you give me one of them. I'll get a group of friends. We'll take a picture and act like we did a party for the event. And you can use that to submit to your bosses. And yeah. I got free EA video games like the entire time I was at Florida State. And it was awesome. Yeah. And that, that, yeah, that was pretty much what it was. I mean, that was, they were, it was EA, but they were spread out. I think there was like 18 or so colleges in the 2011 program that I was in. Um, but yeah, we had like a Facebook group and everything, but yeah, that was another thing living in a fraternity house when I would get these, I would get boxes sent to yeah. me once a week from EA. And so I'd have guys just kind of hanging out in my room, waiting for me to like get home from class to open it up <laughs> to see like what new games I got. I still had a whole bunch, you know, you, you give them out, but you know, some events, you know, only a few guys show up or whatnot. And so, yeah, I still had a whole bunch of when the, when the program ended, they were like, all right, well, hey, you guys can just keep that, uh, all that stuff. So I, I'm like, all right. So I just had an Xbox and a PS3 and all these controllers and stuff and I, all this gear. And they were like, yeah, the program's ending. You can just keep it. I'm like, all right. So, yeah, it was – but, I, yeah, it was, it was fun putting on programs and everything. And But, yeah, that was, that, was, that was pretty much it. I got every week just a new shipment of video games to my, to my you know, fraternity house. Super epic. Yeah, no, that's – Ah, I like it, man. It's super cool. All right, we'll keep you on here all night. If I'll, I'll keep people keep texting. All my buddies are texting me and hey, ask him this, ask him that. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, dude, you didn't react this way when we had Charlie Ward on. So, <laughs> well, that's well, well, uh, well, just write him down and I'll and I'll try and answer as, as many as I can when I swing by on, for the tailgate on Sunday. Yeah, the, the, uh, it's like this chat's more popular than we had Kirk Herbstreit on here. Like, yeah, it's just it's, it's <laughs> Yeah. Um. All right, we appreciate your time. I'm going to play a video. Those uh, watching, Coach, you're welcome to hang out, watch the video. You certainly can go. Um, And then we'll wrap it up. We have a new segment, and it is called 
this is this is totally off the wall, but we talk about food all the time. We literally named our show after French fries. Like they they troll us on Twitter, like the Gator and in Kane stuff. They call us the French Fry Podcast, which is fine. Like I love French fries. Like that's totally okay. Um, we are doing a new segment, a new segment on the podcast. I should have run this last night, but we went kind of late because Richie was late. Um, but it's called Snacking with Sky. My girl Skyler is doing a food review every week of the season called Will It Tailgate, right? Of course, first up, we had to do Guthrie's. So will a gut box tailgate? I feel like there's a pretty good chance it will, but I'll shut up. We'll play the video. It's like five minutes long. Don't go anywhere. Watch her video. And then we'll wrap up the show and we'll get you guys out of here. So Snacking with Sky, first ever edition. Here we go. This is every dream I've ever had realized in my life. And I don't know what that says about me, but. Hi everybody, welcome to the very first ever Snacking with Sky. It's the show where I eat food and then I tell you about that food. Let's, let's get, let's, I just wanna eat, okay. So yeah, this is our first adventure together. You're probably wondering what gives you the right? Well, I'll tell you my credentials. One, I went to Florida State University for my undergrad. I've lived here for 20 years, so I know it like the back of my hand. Two, I am hungry, constantly. We're looking everywhere around Tallahassee to see what Tallahassee crown jewels of the culinary industry we can bring to your tailgate. Welcome to the segment that we like to call, Will It Tailgate? We are judging tailgate ability on five markers. I'm gonna run down that list for you. I made it up. Here are the five markers for tailgate ability. One, first bite factor. Does it have that wow factor? Does it have that, you know how like you get a feeling that a food can save your life? That's what we're going for. Number two, convenience. Is it messy? We're trying to make sure that it is a convenient bite. Number three, durability. Does it have the ability to withstand the entire length of that tailgate. Who knows, we're here to tell you. Number four, originality. Is it run of the mill? Can you get this anywhere? And number five, value baby. We're trying to get a bang for our buck, okay? Today, today. So today we're talking about Guthrie's Chicken Tenders of Tallahassee, Florida. These people have just stood the test of time. They've been here since I moved here, since I can remember. Their menu is super, super simple which really allows them to just do a great job on what they do best, which is golden fried chicken tenders. Double fries, no slaw, baby. I've never been more ready for anything in my life. Let's snack into it. Here we go, first bite factor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's so well seasoned. It's perfectly breaded. Like if you can see, it doesn't have a ton of breading on the outside. It's just a nice, complete, good first bite. At some places you get like really soggy breading. This is not the case. I'm giving every criteria two points. So first bite factor, two out of two. It's great. The seasoning's really good. It's a good bite. It's so, it's so stupid good. How do you not like that? How can anyone not like that? Convenience, two out of two. You can't, I, you, this is a one hand activity. This is ideal. You have mobility. Do you want one tendy and a bevy? Perfect. Do you want to take a two tendy adventure? That's fine too. Chicken tenders are designed for tailgating. It's my first one. I feel like I can't go two and a half out of two because that's just too much, but we're gonna max it out at two out of two for convenience. It doesn't get better. 
If I eat weird, no, maybe you should tell me. Durability, you could eat these hot. I think you could eat these cold. Put them in a 10 box or the bucket that they're kind enough to give you. Bucket, bucket. I want the bucket of chicken tendies, baby. These bad boys are not soggy. Also on that subject, don't be that person. Don't bring fries to a tailgate. You're trying to be a hero that doesn't exist. What do you want them to say? Oh, Fred, your tailgate was so great. Thanks for the soggy fries. Don't be that person, Greg. Don't do this. Don't do it. These have been sitting out for probably 30 minutes at this point. And I mean, we're good. We're golden. Uh, durability is a two out of two for me. I'm gonna talk about originality for a minute. It's a chicken tender, right? Seemingly you could get that anywhere. So this is Guthrie sauce. We're taking a tendy and we're going in for a dunk. Over the top, over the top. It's got this pepperiness to it, but not enough where you're like, whoa! It's like if tartar sauce was intended for a chicken tender, but the pepper brings it back. It says, whoa, 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 don't you run away. This isn't fish and chips. Maybe one day, no, don't do that Guthrie. Stick with what you know. That's pretty darn good. Um, if you, if you're asking me, which, I mean, I know you're not asking me, but I'm telling you so, and you're watching. So who's that on for the originality factor? I'm going to give it a 1.5 out of two because yeah, it is a chicken tender, right? And you can technically get that anywhere. And can you get this anywhere else? No, you can't. So as far as value goes, so they have this listed as a tailgate box or bucket for $36.51. Do I think that they're an exceptional chicken tender? Absolutely. Do I think that if you're trying to feed a crowd that you could probably get a little bit more food somewhere else? Sure. But again, it is an incredible chicken tender. It's incredibly original. And for that reason alone, I am going to give it a 1.5 out of 2 for value. Alexa, what's 2 plus 2 plus... All my volume's down. Six, seven, eight. Guthrie's chicken tendies are getting a nine out of 10. Will it tailgate? Absolutely. Thanks so much for snacking with Sky. Next week, we'll be, we'll be asking. Thanks so much. I've been trying to film a sign off for two minutes. I have no idea what my shtick's gonna be, but until then, it's been snacking with Sky. Stay hungry. I'll see you at the tailgate. Bucket. First ever one of those. I thought it went pretty well. I thought that she's hilarious. That was good. Yeah. Next week, well, I don't want to spoil it, but next week's a great something that everyone in Tallahassee loves, but I don't know that it will tailgate well. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so you I'll tell you guys off air once we wrap up. I'll tell you guys what it is. But everybody else, if you guess what it is, I'll buy it for you in Tallahassee. Um, um this weekend for, for Labor Day weekend. So um, if you can guess what it is, wherever you guess, social media, if you put it in the comments here, um, let me know. So, um, all right, that's all we got for today. Coach Dougs, thank you so much for hanging out. We usually make, uh, we like to, this is live. So we like to make people make split decisions and we're going to put you on the spot right now. We always close out with a song. What song would you like us to play as we close out tonight? You're on mute, coach. Oh, somehow you got on mute. I don't know if it's the. That was on me. I was nervous. I was nervous about. I was nervous about being or not on mute during while the video. TJ likes to put people on mute without telling them. So yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know the warfare is there, but you know, do you have Ode to the Garnet and Gold?
Oh, yeah, we could do it. Absolutely. If it's on YouTube, we can do it. So, like, <laughs> okay. We'll play that. I mean, it only goes on the podcast version. The video, I don't want to get it canceled off YouTube. But yeah, it'll no, be on the podcast version that comes out tomorrow morning. Here's um, a hymn to the garnet and the gold. I like that barrel and I like that. I was going to say, were you singing Paint Me a Birmingham the other day? Did I see that? That was beautiful. Well, that's actually, well, that's where I was. I was, I was going through yeah. Birmingham, Alabama when I saw the Guthrie's there. And I was like, oh, man, I haven't seen Guthrie's since, you know, Tal- I, I know they're right. sprinkled that's around. Uh, but yeah, um, I was, yeah, I was, yeah, I've been, tra- I've been traveling, but I, I can't wait to be back in Tallahassee this weekend. And I will definitely visit you guys at the tailgate. We appreciate it. We're excited for it. When I told my wife, she's like, what? You're doing what? Like at six o'clock, like right at bedtime, right at the kids' bedtime. What are you doing? And I was like, oh, we're interviewing a guy from Barstool. And she's like, Portnoy? And I was like, (laughs) oh. The guy that hired Portnoy. Or the guy that Portnoy hired. Yeah. Yeah. Portnoy knows this guy exists. So that's cool. (laughs) I was like, he looks like a guy that was on a video game one time. And she was like, you're such an idiot. Like just. (laughs) So anyway, Coach Dogs, thank you so much for hanging out. Richie. For myself, TJ, thanks for Harlan on the back end. We will see you guys on Thursday when we preview the Notre Dame game. Until then, go Knowles.